This is uh, Stéphanie de Torquois, and I am delighted to be back with you from Silex for this new year, which I wish you a happy and successful one. Of course, a change of year does not automatically lead to a change in the challenges facing markets and the economy, but it is nevertheless an opportunity to think about major trends. This week, I would like to say a word about the US, which is, of course, a big driver of global dynamics. The challenge in 2022 was to vanquish inflation while minimizing collateral damage as much as possible. As far as inflation is concerned, we are on the right track. Indeed, everything seems to indicate that inflation has peaked with a downward trend that is becoming increasingly clear. Housing is still under upward pressure, but advanced indicators point to normalization later in 2023. Excluding housing, CPI growth was actually negative in three of the last five available months. In this context, there is much less suspense about the end of the tightening cycle. Markets, the Fed and data all point quite consistently to a terminal rate around 5% in the first part of the year. The suspense in 2023 concerns rather the potential collateral damages from this monetary tightening and when they will be more visible in the real economy. Indeed, the good news of falling inflation also potentially signals less good news and economic slowdown related to the spectacular tightening of financial conditions. And this slowdown is already underway. Advanced indicators of economic activity are largely in contraction territory. The consumer is still resilient for now, but is living on its reserves. The savings rate is just above its lowest level since 1945, and the excess savings accumulated during COVID are, according to our estimates, almost exhausted when adjusted for inflation. It is true that the labor market remains extremely resilient, and we saw that again last Friday, with the pace of monthly jobs creation still well above pre-COVID norms and an unemployment rate still close to all-time lows. But don't forget that the labor market is always the last shoe to drop, only several months or even quarters, following rates entering restrictive territory. In this context, the slowdown that we expect could materialize only in the second part of the year and the recession could turn out to be uh, fairly mild. Indeed, there is no worrying underlying imbalance in the US today with much less mortgage credits and of better quality than before the great financial crisis. The behavior of the Fed will also be important. Today, Markets expect the first rate cuts to come in the second half of 2023, in contrast to Fed members who only anticipate these first cuts in 2024, which seems indeed plausible given what we are seeing today. However, if the Fed were to underestimate signs of economic deterioration by keeping rates too high for too long, this could exacerbate the recession. So how to position portfolios in this context? With the anticipated end of monetary tightening and the slowdown of the growth inflation mix, 
we see attractive entry points on rates. We are overweight bond with a preference for quality given recessionary risks. Regarding equities, earnings levels do not adequately reflect slowdown risks and US equities are too expensive, hence our prudence with a preference for quality and low volatility strategies. We have also a strong conviction on convertibles, which offers the possibility to benefit from the change in rate dynamics while uh, being pre-exposed to uh, a recovery of equities. As far as currencies are concerned, with uh, euro dollar around uh, 106 or 105 as I speak, the upside potential of the euro has reduced since we estimate that fair value is probably around 110, 115, lower than historically given the disappearance of the German and European current account surplus in the wake of the energy crisis. Finally, we maintain our positive view on the yen-dollar pair, which we have held since late September, despite a very significant retracement already. Uh, indeed, uh, the driver of the yen's decline in 2022 has been exclusively uh, the monetary policy divergence between Japan and the US, which will continue to fade, and the yen tends to outperform during global recessionary periods. That's it for me. I wish you all a great week and speak again next Monday. This audio document is intended for information purposes only and its content has no contractual value. It is not intended for people who are citizens of a country or jurisdiction in which its distribution, publication, provision or use would be contrary to laws or regulations in force. This invitation does not constitute and should not be interpreted as an offer of investment service, investment advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or keep a financial instrument. The figures, comments, and analysis appearing in this document reflect Selex's sentiment on the markets, their evolution, taking into account the economic context and the information possessed at the date of this recording, and cannot, however, constitute any commitment or guarantee from Selex. They may no longer be relevant on the day it becomes known. Any investment in a financial instrument involves risks, in particular of loss of capital, and any investment... Good morning, this is Stéphanie de Torquois from Silex, and I'm delighted to give you a quick Monday morning update of our take on key economic events. Last week was shortened by Thanksgiving in the US, but we still had a few interesting data to monitor, with notably the first readings of the November PMIs which always give a timely gauge of private sector business activity. And those PMIs continue to point to slowdown and disinflation in the quarters to come. In the US, they point to contraction, with both manufacturing and services indices well below the 50 critical mark. With new orders falling at the fastest pace since May 2020, and private sector input cost inflation softening, we continue to believe that a recession would be tough to avoid in the quarters to come, while inflationary pressures should dissipate throughout 2023. In the Eurozone, those flash PMIs showed a fall in business activity for a fifth consecutive month, but the intensity of the downturn moderated and surprised positively 
likely thanks to fewer supply constraints and warm weather allaying fears uh, over energy shortages in the winter. But the manufacturing sector clearly remains in a severe downturn and service activity under intense pressure. So in all, a Eurozone recession next year remains uh, our central scenario. Its severity will partly depend on the reaction function of the European Central Bank. Rising rates as high as markets currently expect, to 3%, would amount in our view to over-tightening and create more damage, while stopping earlier around 225-2.5% may limit somewhat the severity of the downturn. We also had last week the minutes of the November Fed meeting which confirmed what markets had already priced, that is an upcoming slower pace of rate hikes. One slight surprise uh, came maybe from the fact that only various participants, and not all participants, expect a higher terminal Fed fund rate than their 4.6% September projections. Moreover, the staff sees more elevated recession risk. So there is no unanimous support for undue over-tightening and growing cautiousness around the effect on activity of the cumulative tightening so far. In all, these minutes are consistent with the rates path currently priced by markets with approximately 5% terminal rate by the end of Q1 2023. Turning to allocation, no big change in our core views. The end-of-year equity bear market rally that we expected is well advanced and we keep an underweight stance on equities with a preference for quality and level strategies. The bottoming process will likely happen sometimes next year as macro data trough and central bank's first cuts approach. On the other hand, quality fixed income offers very compelling entry points today as most central bank's tightening is priced and we hold an overweight in convertibles as a way to benefit from lower rates while being already positioned for a more structural equity rally later next year. That's it for me. Until next Monday, I wish you all a great week. Some must make any investment decision in the light of their personal and financial situation independently of Silex and with the assistance of any opinion or advice specialized. Unless otherwise indicated, the sources of information are those of Silex. Silex reserves the right to modify the contents and terms of these documents at any time. The data privacy policy is available on Silex's website. All rights reserved.